Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. Hey, wait, that's my birthday. Oh, you forgot your birthday, Damn didn't it. you, Frank? Such an idiot. Here's the latest from the entertainment industry, media biz, and social platforms, including news around Cynthia Erivo, Elizabeth Moss, Joey King, Bridget Everett, the Toronto Film Festival, the Just for Laughs Festival, and a ton of activity on the social platforms. Plus, of course, a check-in with my favorite non-alcoholic brew, Athletic Brewing. Now over to Hollywood. The Toronto Film Festival is going to open with the film of HBO's David Byrne's American Utopia Broadway production. That's one hell of a title and a description all in one. The film's directed by Spike Lee. Uh, TIFF's opening night is slated for September 10th, according to the trades. However, still no info on how exactly uh, this is all going to work. But given that we Americans are not allowed into Canada and likely will not be for some time, uh, whatever audience is allowed will be heavily Canadian, eh? In other north-of-the-border festival news, Montreal's Just for Laughs Festival is officially going virtual on October 9th and 10th. So doubtful that many events will actually be coming from Montreal, but the festival this year will be a series of free streaming conversations, panels, and performances with more details to come, according to the trades. Otherwise, a bunch of talent announcements yesterday. And let's start off with Cynthia Erivo, who will star in a musical drama over at Universal Pictures with a working title of Talent Show, written by Lena Waithe. That's according to The Hollywood Reporter. Erivo is going to play a failed songwriter who comes home to Chicago to lead a group of at-risk kids in a talent show. And one of the directors from The Shy, Ganja Montiero, is going to direct... And while we're here at Universal, Gail Garcia Bernal has joined M. Night Shyamalan's next movie, according to Deadline. Obviously, uh, no plot details to share here. Over at Sony, the adaptation of the best-selling novel Where the Crowdads Sing now has a director, according to the trades. Olivia Newman, whose last movie was at Netflix, called First Match, which was about a girl from Brooklyn who joins the all-boys wrestling team. Crowdads is being produced by Reese Witherspoon and her Hello Sunshine banner. Elizabeth Moss has set up a production company with a joint first look deal at Fox 21 and Hulu in the Disney Empire. And the first project set up at Hulu is a psychosexual neo-noir thriller. Now that's a genre you don't hear too much about these days. Uh, That one's called Black Match. And while we're at Hulu, 20-year-old actress Joey King, who's the star of the Kissing Booth movies at Netflix and also the co-star of Hulu's The Act with Patricia Arquette last year, has uh, also set up a first look deal at the Hulu, according to the trades. Over at HBO, they gave a series order to Somebody Somewhere. That one stars Bridget Everett and is a show inspired by her evolution as a singer and performer in Kansas. Carolyn Strauss is an EP. Jade Duplass shot the pilot and the Duplass brothers will also be EPs on the series. And we'll finish out in the agency world where WME and Endeavor Content are joining the assistant raise trend that almost every other agency has already introduced. Assisted pay is going from $15 to $18 an hour, and $20 an hour after your first year anniversary, though you'll still have to pay for your own cake. Assistants will still be eligible for 10 hours of OT a week without pre-approval, according to Deadline. Comparatively speaking, CAA also pays $18 an hour, and ICM pays $20. The piece also noted that assistants will now get their own email addresses. Nothing like making it big in Hollywood. But let's round out agency world news with a promotion. Praveen Pandian has been named head of TV Lit at CAA, where he's been since 2012. His clients include Alexander Payne, the Duffer Brothers, Zack Snyder, Natalie Morales, and Brian Tyree Henry, among others. Well done, Praveen. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. 
With the latest subscriber growth over at Snapchat, Spotify adding something called vodcasts, Twitter finally cracking down on conspiracy theorists, and TikTok using job growth as a potential shield against regulation. Plus, today's pop quiz. How many weeks was Where the Crow Dads Sing in the number one slot on the New York Times bestseller list in 2019? Let's see, uh, 52 weeks in a year. I'll do an over-under of uh, 26 on this one. The answer after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. So I know you may think to yourself, I really don't have to worry about driving home from a bar these days. Uh, So a non-alcoholic beer, not exactly top of mind. But I'd say uh, think about coming into your house or apartment after a hot, sweaty afternoon run or an outdoor workout. And instead of just uh, chugging water and look, water's great. But let's face it, it's water. Sorry, water. Or some sugary sports drink or uh, even worse, a diet one. But what if you could celebrate with a crisp, refreshing, ice-cold beer? And still be plenty sharp to finish out the rest of your workday and get dinner ready for the kids. And that's what's great about Athletic Brewing. They have a wide variety of awesome beers, from lagers to IPAs to Golden Ales, all three of which are only 50 to 70 calories. Best of all, they ship to all 50 states. Go to athleticbrewing.com shop, and the shipping is free when you order just two six-packs or more. That's athleticbrewing.com shop. The direct link is right at the bottom of this episode's show notes, because I'm all about ease of use. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Where the Crowdads Sing was the number one best-selling book in America for 30 weeks in 2019. So congrats to those who took the over and to those of you who actually finished the book. I'm admittedly more of a wait-for-the-movie kind of guy. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. with a lot of news to dive into across several platforms. Uh, So let's kick off with Snapchat, because that news will disappear shortly. Snapchat's daily active user base grew to 238 million accounts, according to their second quarter earnings report. That's up 17% from a year ago, and up 9 million in the past three months. 100 million of those users are in the U.S., However, that growth was slightly below projections, but honestly, projections in a pandemic seems a bit disingenuous to punish a stock for. Shockingly, Wall Street did not share my empathy and sent the stock down about 6% in after-hours trading. Spotify is adding a video podcast capability to their platform, or vodcasts. Eh, Sure, why not? All Spotify users will be able to go back and forth between video and audio versions of select podcasts, which initially will just be from seven podcasts. Uh, not this one. Uh, you don't want to see me in the morning. Those seven podcasts already do video on YouTube and looks like they will continue to do so as there was no exclusivity announced with the initiative. Though obviously this is mainly just a precursor to Joe Rogan joining the platform later in the year, which will be exclusive to Spotify in audio and video. Twitter is cracking down on QAnon conspiracy folks, according to NBC News, getting rid of over 7,000 accounts over the past few weeks and keeping another 150,000 who post activity around the conspiracy from appearing in the search function. QAnon is a group, uh, cult or whatever, that claims to have anonymous people on the inside who have access to government secrets, revealing a plot against Trump supporters and Trump himself. Although I really don't think he needs any help in ending his presidency. Anyway, Twitter's now going to ban QAnon accounts and related topics from their trending section, as well as overall search. They will also block any related URLs in tweets and work to prohibit the swarming of users in attacks from QAnon followers. Which, of course, raises the question, why has it taken three years to take any action against this, and we'll see if it's brought up in the tech congressional hearings next week. 
TikTok is planning to go from 1,400 U.S. employees to over 10,000 in the U.S. over the next three years. That's according to Axios. TikTok has also recently added 35 D.C. lobbyists, and all of this activity is tied to the increased scrutiny that the company is under. So they're going the job growth and putting money in politicians' pockets route, which, you know, I mean, solid game plan. And not to be left out, Instagram is uh, doing a small test of a personal fundraiser function. The test is only for their Android users in the US and the UK. It'll pretty much have the same standards and regulations as the ones on Facebook, except, well, they're on Instagram, according to TechCrunch. Fundraisers can last up to 30 days with an option to extend one time for another 30 days and will use the Facebook pay system. Sadly, I'm a cash-only business. And in today's programming notes, just one, a new Netflix docuseries called Love on the Spectrum. It follows a group of young adults on the autism spectrum as they explore dating and relationships. And that's all for today. Going to go out with a thematic birthday song, the Anna Marie Doja Cat joint, uh, To Be Young, which, okay, is probably more ironic than thematic for me. But uh, if you would, as a small gift, mention the podcast in a conversation with a colleague or just hit the five star rating on the Apple podcasts. Either way, I appreciate the help and uh, have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. A day older, but uh, probably not wiser. Take a bite.